0: Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 108 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hi, guys! Yeah. We've had so much stuff going on in the past month, oh it's been God. absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yes, because, yeah, we've been doing the con stuff, and the con stuff it is a lot of work. <laughs> I can't believe it's it's in two weeks. Well, less than less two, than two weeks, weeks by the time yeah. you hear this podcast. It's ridiculous. I I can't even believe it. We- and also Final Symphony
0: Two as well. Yeah, so much stuff. We were actually planning to have Jared back on this episode, but unfortunately, he's having a few technical issues. But yeah. the feedback we had from the last episode about Final Fantasy Nine was really, really positive. I'm so yes. glad that everyone enjoyed listening to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun um being on nostalgic and talking about it, especially since, like, yeah, I haven't played that game in like a dog's age now.
0: It's made me want to really go back and play. I know. It. I'm now looking at Final Fantasy IX characters in a much nicer light.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's really strange because, yeah, like, I mean, it's it's the game that I've played the least, but, like, yeah, just talking about it, I was just sort of like, you know what? That was actually a lot of fun.
0: So, yeah, maybe it's something that we're going to try and do a bit more regularly. Obviously, we only do one episode once a month at the moment, um, but, you know, maybe we'll rotate every other month. We do a kind of nostalgia episode. And then we'll do one of a news heavy episode. I mean, we might try and still mix it up like we did in the past episode if there's been some big announcements. But um yeah. you know, uh, let us know what you think. Uh if you'd rather us do more kind of reminiscent nostalgic episodes where we discuss particular topics, or if you'd like us to carry on really focusing on the news.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um I think like the next sort of big um anniversary that we have coming up might be Final Fantasy Ten. I think we're almost at the fifteen year mark with Final Fantasy Ten. Yep. So that should be an exciting one to talk about, especially with the remake, the remaster coming out yeah. so soon. So, so, yeah, so yeah. Let us know if you want us to do more Final Fantasy discussions.
0: So, actually, this episode we have a load of stuff to talk about because of Gamescom. Gamescom um, and, and PAX, PAX Prime. yes. Uh, so, so we much. we delayed recording slightly because of PAX Prime. Yeah, kind of regret doing that.
1: Well, I mean, we did get. You know, some information. We have an announcement
0: for an announcement. Great. Yeah. And
1: there was, like, some footage Um, But, yeah, so
0: we're going to have a a bit of a discussion about the Final Fantasy XV release window. We're then going to just go on to some general news, talking about Final Fantasy XV, as well as some uh, small little things that have happened in the last month. And then we've got some questions. Yeah, some interesting questions from the guys on the community. So uh, can't wait to get diving into those. We're finally going to get to talk about Final Fantasy XT.5 and will. Yes. Yeah, we said we were going to talk about it in in the past. I can't remember why. It was probably around when we were talking about the Final Fantasy VII remake and the Jima. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, we're we're going to dive into that. Lauren's been. Uh, she, ironically, Lauren actually was looking into that uh, recently. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, uh, I've been like really inspired recently to do some um, fan fiction writing. Um, obviously, I'm not like posting it up anywhere. I'm I'm too embarrassed, too modest. But um I was considering doing one for Final Fantasy Ten Three, so I don't know. I might, I might piss it up later if I really am happy with it. I might not, but I was really looking for getting all the information right from Will because it's going to be a continuation off from Will. All right. So yeah
0: should be fun. I, yeah. I'm going to try and convince you to post that somewhere. You know, know that, right? I know,
1: I know. Just so that you can laugh at me.
0: No, there will be no laughter. <laughs> From what I read, it was actually sounding pretty good, probably better okay. than um, the actual thing. So. Well, you
1: would say that, because otherwise i slap you. That's
0: true. <laughs> um, so for new folks, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday. We rotate with Kingdom Hearts Union. So if you enjoy both franchises, you get to listen to us and you also get to listen to Brandon, Tura and Sabrina Yay. talking about Kingdom Hearts, which had some pretty big announcements recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's
1: going to be even more because yeah. not good
0: from a Final Fantasy perspective though. They've really been toning that down. Yeah. Um, of course we come out on the iTunes store if you just search for Final Fantasy or. You can check FinalFantasyUnion.com or obviously we have the YouTube channel which is YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. If you really enjoy what we do then please uh, look into supporting us on Patreon. Uh, That's Patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. If you pledge $1 you get access to an exclusive behind the scenes show called Please Be Excited where we just talk about random stuff really. Yeah, like what's going
1: on with our life, other games. Yeah, uh, a random collection of
0: either myself and Lauren, Brandon, Shiro, Sabrina. We all kind of just go in there and talk about Either other games we've been playing yeah Churu talked about his crazy experiences at san diego comic con and also um, he's always up to seven. yeah what he's what doing like cause he went to d23 and all that stuff yeah. um and we'll just talk about i mean we talked about the convention and all the planning was going off of that in the previous episode so um it's just like a place where you can kind of get a bit more of an inside scoop into what we're actually doing what we're outside actually. of final fantasy news hunting yeah a uh, big shout out for Randall C. Lazenby II, who's actually just supported us uh, with a a pretty sizable pledge. Um, so he's going to get early access to the shows as well. Thank you. And our last announcement is, of course, as Lauren alluded to, and if you checked out the YouTube video on it, we are hosting a fan gathering for the Final Fantasy community in the UK. So we've actually teamed up with a Facebook group called Final Fantasy UK Fans. And uh, we've hired out a venue in London, and we're going to be holding an event in the morning of Final Symphony 2, which so is going to be, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. We we actually just sold out all our tickets, yeah, and uh, which crazy. is pretty crazy as well, because we've got a bucket load of Final Fantasy fans coming together, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, a cross-section of both communities. And I think we've got some people coming in who just randomly heard about it. So it should be great to meet all these new people and yeah. uh, just chill out.
1: Yeah, Oh, it's going to be so much fun. We have so many games and stuff planned, and I'm going to dress up in a casual cosplay, so it should be nice for that as well.
0: Yep, and Lauren's going to be pretty pregnant at that point. So. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be knocking people over with my belly, don't you worry. <laughs> Bumping into people. Oh, who's that? Don't worry.
0: Yeah, it's just Lauren. Yeah. It's just Lauren.
1: <laughs> Tumbling down.
0: So, enough of announcements and introductions and all that stuff. We need to talk about the Final Fantasy Fifteen release window. Oh, my God. So it was actually quite funny because um, Impact Prime uh, Tabata basically said what I pretty much assumed had happened anyway. Yeah. So while he was being interviewed with it by all these different publications at Gamescom, uh, Tabata kept getting asked about oh, when's the game coming out. Like you, you really should have an idea <laughs> about that by now. Um, and he kind of let slip, but now he said it was intentional. Yeah, um, and, <laughs> an uh, intentional slip. It, well. It's a slip it because slipped. it's a slip because the marketing team did not know he was going to do it yeah. and he didn't have authorization to say it, which is why it, it all kind of went like all hands on deck after he said it yeah. and they had to completely change all their plans. But in the interview with GameSpot, uh, when asked about the release date, he said, uh, we can certainly say to people, it's not going to be releasing in 2017. It's going to be before that. At the very least, I can tell you it's also not going to be released this year. So if you read between the lines, he said it's not going to release this year, which is 2015, and it's not going to release in 2017. That leaves one year.
1: Yep. (laughs) He
0: didn't outright say 2016. (laughs) Uh, He he said it
1: without saying it. Yeah,
0: and he obviously confirmed that at the PAX Prime that it will be releasing in 2016.
1: Which is quite exciting.
0: Um, The other interesting thing was that in a, a different interview... Or it's probably the same one, but they just spaced over two articles. Um, he, they, he also talked to GameSpot about the fact it's going to be a simultaneous release, which yeah. is something that Square Enix have done before, but they've never done it for Final Fantasy. So they've got to put a lot of processes in. I don't know. It's a, bit, it's a bit silly, really. It's
1: going to be so cool, though. I mean, like the fact that we don't have to get spoiled for everything um, by the Japanese gamers or people who have imported it, it's going to be really great to sort of have the experience all together. I mean, obviously, we're in different time zones, so we're all going to get it at different times, but it's going to be exciting, I think.
0: The Japanese will get it first.
1: Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, no no one's going to finish it
0: in that long. You
1: never know.
0: I mean, what we've seen with the Phantom Pain, though, is that obviously reviewers are getting the game early, and some of them are being horrible people and spoiling the game.
1: Yeah, don't do that, guys. Um, That's so rude. I don't
0: get why people want to do it. Like, if you do it by accident, fair enough.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Obviously, some people like to be trolls.
1: Some people just like to be, like attention it didn't
0: really happen with lightning returns because there wasn't anything spoilerific in the game yeah but when 13.2 came out we had people just constantly spamming us uh like spoilers for the game yeah obviously the ending is quite important in that game yeah um and it's just kind of like oh well great Thanks thanks for that um yeah
1: thanks guys yeah, like don't be a don't be a jerk. Basically, like don't be a jerk when it comes to these kind of games because people do play it for the story. Like r- miraculously, like these are not games that you you well you probably. play It's just for what game people life, like to do. It's I mean, it,
0: it was the same with Harry unfair. Potter, right? When Harry Potter oh, yeah. came out, and then everyone was trying oh, to score yeah, the story.
1: I already knew everybody who died like the day. But just people just can't keep their mouth shut. But with but... a
0: game, you can't skip right to the end.
1: No, thankfully, so that's quite nice.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, how do you feel about the fact it's going to be coming out next year?
1: It's crazy, to be honest. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, it should be out by now and stuff. But look, I mean, I think Tabata is doing his best with what he's with the game. Like, I think, I, I really do trust Tabata. I think that they're making really good decisions. Um, they are changing quite a bit of the game, but it seems as though it's for a good, it's for a good reason. They're trying to make the game make sense, which I think is something that, like, can be commended because there's so many times where I've seen, like, other games, like, I mean, Final Fantasy Twelve was, like, changed for a lot of weird reasons.
0: Yeah, that, that had s- I mean, significant changes. And I think like, the big difference here is that, and I know you, we had this whole thing with the final fantasy remake where I didn't necessarily believe Mm. what you were saying in terms of Nomura being involved in the story and and all that stuff. But I mean, if you look actually back at how different the story was from start to finish, the only difference here is that we're seeing it happen before our eyes. And it's a very conscious decision by Tabitha to do this. I mean, he showed off at PAX prime, a lot of the development stuff. And he was just like, no company would ever normally do this. And I wouldn't advocate any company doing this, but it's the things we need to do to make sure that people believe that the game is actually in development and is coming out.
1: It's almost like a testament to the fact that like, social media has been around. Because if, if you really think about it, the last fun, big Final Fantasy game, so not including Final Fantasy fourteen and um, A Realm of Born, but Final Fantasy thirteen, social media was not as explosive as it is now. Like, not nearly as explosive. No, as it, it started is now.
0: really coming in around uh, 13, too. And,
1: like, developers are only just starting to sort of realize, like, um, about the fact that, like, giving out more information keeps you, it keeps fans interested. Keeps it's just got to be fitness. the right kind of information. It does have to be the right kind of information. And I think they're really trying to sort of suss it out. I think, you know, it's a, it's, it's a good direction for them to go in. I know some people have um, reservations about. The fact that maybe they're telling us too much information, or, you know. Um... It's just
0: a really weird scenario because, yeah. I mean, can you think of any other game that's been in development for a, at this point? It would have been when it releases 11 years. Oh, gosh. And th- there are going to make changes because mm-hmm. pretty much the entire staff is probably different from when the game was first conceived to now.
1: The only other game I could probably think of is like maybe like starcraft 2
0: you've also got to think i mean like when when the original concept was written by nojima and and namura obviously fed into it and they started developing certain plot lines and devices i mean culturally the entire story might not have even been relevant to the time the game is coming out now To when it was conceived like the plot devices they were maybe considering just aren't pops aren't possible and they wouldn't be um received as well
1: I mean, hell, like if you really want to, if you really want to dive into it, this is this is not the first um, Nomura game that's been changed either. Go and look at like Kingdom Hearts. I mean, like Sora was supposed to have a freaking chainsaw, and it was supposed to be like a lion type character initially. Like,
0: yeah, things change a lot. It's just the and, fact like, that even
1: small things, like um, at the Jump Festa when Kingdom Hearts was first at the Jump Festa, I forget which year that was. But um there was a whole scene where Sora was running through Mickey's castle. That was completely cut from the final thing. Like, and they didn't even say anything about it being cut. They just were just like, eh, no, nah, it's not yeah, be It's, in the it's game. just
0: going back to that problem where because the game was announced so long ago and people had such a long time to start imagining what's going to happen with Noctis and Stella mm-hmm. and the relationship and come up with all these different possibilities that no one ever really knew about no. they just kind of crafted these different things and the relationships and obviously now that's kind of being crushed because <laughs> they're basically Aww. coming in and saying yep okay well Stella we wanted to try and make her work but she just doesn't work with what we want to tell anymore yeah. which makes me believe yeah the entire story has probably had its its core changed yeah if that's the case if Stella couldn't work within what they were trying to do it means that it's a very different story now yeah, the, the, I mean, maybe the basic concept is the same because they're still trying to credit Najima for the work, and they're still trying to work with his overall mythology. But you know, the fact that they've had to remove Stella and put in Luna instead, and they're saying it's not going to be a very conventional relationship. It's going to be a lot to do with like their childhoods and all this stuff. It's it's quite interesting, but we've gone on a massive segue there in yeah, terms sorry of about that. the storylines. Um, so, I mean, in terms of the, the 2016 release. They've said that we're going to have an actual announcement for when the release date is happening in March. Yeah, at and a special event. Yeah, they're going to be hosting a special event for the announcement of the release date, which yep. is pretty strange. Um, the fact that they've even announced when they're announcing <laughs> the release date is also quite strange. I I, I have no idea what it they're thinking for sometimes. It's announcement for it's, the announcement. It's really baffling, well, especially what it was, because he said at, at Gamescom... We're gonna be announcing at Pax Prime when we're gonna be announcing the release date.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean what even is that?
1: Announce session. It's just like <laughs>
0: it's it's absolutely mind boggling, but I'm really starting to think about potential release dates for this then. I mean if Yeah I'm gonna to have to clarify this and please someone research it or if you want to, but I seem to remember when I looked at it before, typically when they announce a release date, the game comes out around six months later. Mm. But so that would place it at um September. However, they have never to my knowledge released a big game in September in recent history in Japan because Japan's so. Japan's the core one here. Yeah. Because in in the western world the release dates are quite different. So I looked at some of the more recent release dates. So I looked at uh, Type 0 Type 0 HD 13132 Lightning Returns, Ten, Ten Two HD and also Final Fantasy Explorers. The most popular release period is the the weeks surrounding Christmas day, mm. and in the in the West, you just you don't release games in December pretty much, and if no. you do it's going to be really towards the beginning of the month,
1: yeah, especially because like yeah, everybody's pretty much bought their Christmas presents for their kids exactly,
0: stuff. or they've already spent all the budget, yeah like yeah. and it, so it's a bit it's it's a it's very really difficult time, yeah. Which means that, you know, are they gonna release in November? That's that's what I'm thinking. November seems like a logical place.
1: The only other thing I could think of is that they did release um they released Final Fantasy Nine and Final Fantasy ten around the same time a year apart, which was actually a summer release in, in Japan. Japan. Yeah, I think it was no, they do July. fluctuate.
0: Oh, it's again Kingdom Hearts. So Kingdom Hearts is like all but over the I place.
1: Like you said, I don't think that they would release a game that soon after. I don't like. I feel like that that's too soon after.
0: It's the other thing is that the last simultaneous release I can remember, and then maybe others, was the last Remnant, mm. and that had a November release because I, it's just they're mm. trying to with with the West with the Europeans. And um, the North Americans in, in recent time, they've very much focused on the March February window. Mm. So I think thirteen, thirteen two Lightning Returns, ten two HD Type Zero HD, they've all come out in that March win- March February window. But they're announcing the release date in March, so it's yeah. clearly not going so to be in that window. March now, no, it's- they
1: wouldn't. They wouldn't announce it. But you never know, I guess. Like, I mean,
0: it's not going to come out before E three. It's definitely no, it's not no. gonna come out before Gamescom. And I would be surprised if it came out before T G S because they're the three big opportunities that the final push to market this game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which i which I think like next year will probably be another big year for Final Fantasy uh well yeah, another big year for Final Fantasy at E3 as well.
0: Oh yeah, it's going to be massive. Yeah. Next year is going to be massive for Square Enix in general. They've got so many games oh that are in development right now. Some people now.
1: are even thinking that they're going to announce the Kingdom Hearts 3 and release date at D23, but I really really doubt that. I think that there's a very slim chance of them doing that. But, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, they might they might they might announce a release date. I just think people would just absolutely flip if they announced a release date before final fantasy 15 that's I, just my opinion
0: i personally can't see kingdom Hearts 3 releasing before final fantasy 15
1: mm.
0: it wouldn't it Although wouldn't make TVKR sense it would
1: be afterwards wouldn't it because d23 is in november and tokyo game show is in um in September? Oh no, 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 no. it wouldn't be. Sorry, my mind's all gone. Pregnancy brain. I'm done. All right, let's move You're on. You're done. Yeah. Let's okay. Move yeah.
0: On. So I mean, my I reckon that it's going to either come out in September or November. But my money is more on November. Not that I'm mm-hmm. betting with anyone. Um, Black Friday. But yeah, I mean that that's when if I were them, I would release it purely based on the different markets. But the problem with November is that you have that every single major franchise yeah. releases in November. So you've got the Assassin's Creed, the Call of Duty, the Battlefield, Need for Speed. Uh, there is a lot more that I am just completely forgetting right now. Uh, WWE, if that's kind of as a big When's franchise. Why
1: Uncharted Four coming out?
0: That's coming Has out it? in the uh, start of next year. Uh-huh. Yeah, they it was that's usually an end of the year game, but they yeah. delayed it.
1: Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah, it should be it should be really interesting. I definitely want to see what the special event is going to be.
0: Yeah, that should be Tabitha's fun.
1: has going to party. Shut, shut. No, he's not. He doesn't drink.
0: <laughs> so moving away from the release date stuff, we um, there was a, a trailer that was released at Gamescom for mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XV called the Dawn trailer. And it was quite uh, controversial. Yeah,
1: it was. I don't
0: really understand why, though.
1: I, I think it's just because a lot of people heard beforehand that there was going to be gameplay. And granted, they did kind of do this at PAX Prime as well, because they said that they were going to explain the Dawn trailer, and then they didn't even mention it. They just kind of slung that one under the rug. But um, I think it's just because it was more... It was one scene, wasn't it? It was like pretty much one pivotal scene. Oh, I no, quite no, liked well-
0: there, it was split in two, really, wasn't it? Because the first mm. pit really focused on Luna. Yeah. And um, it was kind of showing the um, how disparate their relationships are with their fathers, I believe. Mm. I, I mean, from my perspective... I'm not too bothered about seeing gameplay. We just played a demo. Mm. Like, what, what more do we need to see with regards to gameplay? Okay, it's true. there's like the magic system, which we need to find out a bit more about. Which we did see a little bit of um, at PAX Prime. Yeah, and well, a little bit. And they showed obviously so the guns at PAX Prime, so Nox is going to be able to use guns. So
1: they gameplay, guys.
0: But like, I mean... I've, i'm kind of game played out at the moment i'm not too bothered about it the one thing we really haven't seen is any story stuff exactly. we've, we've known changes to the story we know what's not going to be in there anymore yeah.
1: yeah they keep telling us what's not going to be in it
0: but they haven't really gone into too much detail with regards to the narrative mm-hmm. and i think this trailer was was good for that i mean sure it was quite slow um and there was a very long scene with a hug yeah, but oh, you know so that was though. it was a very heartfelt moment, and it wasn't a typical trailer you'd expect to see at those at those kind of events because no. they're usually really action packed or they're big CG with lots of action. It, trying to really
1: see those kind of trailers for video games in general.
0: Yeah, and I I mean I personally I I enjoyed the trailer. I thought the music selection was perfect. Oh,
1: it was so good. I'm so excited for the soundtrack. Like I I can't even. I mean, you know, the episode duskay, like the or sky um, the the whole Ramu bit with that music, and then now the music from the dawn trailer. I'm just, I'm so stoked. But I think the other thing that I really, really loved about the dawn trailer was just how how sort of human the characters looked, because um, <laughs>
0: On the that way note, that segue they completely change Regis.
1: Yeah, but you know eh i mean he grew up, up a really, lot uh,
0: yeah. it's it's been developer for a while right
1: yeah yeah <laughs> what 10 years does he to aged you. yeah what 10 years does to you? but um but i mean i just thought it was so cute the little um the little moment that regis and his son had and
0: it was more the fact that noctis it, he seemed like a believable child
1: yeah It was the fact that he was like
0: not really paying attention to the fact that there's these three massive shadowy figures. And then his dad
1: was like sobbing.
0: Yeah, because obviously he knows that something bad is going to happen. Yeah. And then uh, again, going back to Luna, you've got the really big uh, disparity between them. And the thing I really love about this kind of trailer versus a gameplay trailer is that I was looking online and yeah, sure, people were reacting about negatively towards it in some ways, but The other side was that there are so many discussion threads going on about theories, about what this might have mean, who the shadowy figures were, who the person was that was kind of smacking down Luna.
2: Mm.
0: Like, what is going on with all these different things? And obviously, that's when the kind of theories start devolving, which is what people have had many, many years to try and come up Mm. with. But now, touch wood if there's any around, (laughs) my chair, these theories will actually translate into the game.
1: yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited. I think it's interesting as well. Like, um, and they kind of touched on this on pa- at Paps Prime as well, just about the fact that um, it's going to focus a lot on the relationship between Noctis and his dad. I mean, granted, it's going to have f- his relationship with his friends, but it seems like that's going to be an underlying thing throughout the game. And I think that's really cool because I mean, like, we've had characters with daddy issues in the past. I mean, we've had like. Titus and his dad Ject, but it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, I feel like at the end of 10, I was just kind of like, eh, Ject, he died. Oops. I didn't really feel that emotional connection, but I feel like with this one, if they do it right, like, you might actually feel like there is a real father-son connection there, and I think that that's really, 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 really interesting. I can't think of... The, how many other games have a dad... Dad, son. Well, you've also
0: got Una and Braska.
1: Una and Braska, but that's, like, sort of sidetracked, isn't it? There's not really that much there. Yeah, we I care mean, more eight's, about eight's
0: all about orphans. Yeah. Seven, there's clearly no parents there. Apart from, nope. I guess, Eris's mom. Six, briefly.
1: there's, um, I don't know, but... Uh, Either way, Um, I think there's probably there probably is other games where they have um, they have parents. Well, it's not really about them, is it? It's it's more about the the actual characters. Characters.
0: Whereas this, they're really going for a a different kind of dynamic, and obviously they're showing how they're growing up over time. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of the actual trailer content, personally, I've been kind of fed up with how Square Enix have done trailers in the past. I mean, like type zero HD, they start spoiling the story in, in oh the trailers God, and yeah. all this other stuff. These, these trailers seem a lot more thought out. There was nothing within that trailer that was s- s- remotely spoiled. It was just, it got your mind thinking about it was different things. Yeah. And it, but it was the right kind of teaser. It was like three or four minutes long. Hmm. It showed enough information that, especially that ending, that ending was yeah. absolutely perfect because we have no idea who those people are. They could be,
1: um, well, they're not in the Summons. Yes. Yeah, I mean,
0: and they're not. They did um did confirm what they they not No. So this when
1: they said what they were, but maybe not. I think it's I was it was an, it's
0: an, it's just interesting. I, I yeah. find. But whereas you know we're in the past, like I, I remember covering many games like Advent Children. They just basically were like, oh, this is going to happen. By the time Advent Children came out, they pretty much released the entire story. Every single everything. person that was in it. Yeah. It was like, well, what have I got to look forward to anymore? Exactly.
1: And I really hope that they don't do that with this. Like, if anything, the marketing team should know to just keep it under
0: wraps. I mean that was something that really annoyed me with Lightning Returns. The fact that they announced every single character that was gonna oh be my coming God, back. Yeah, every like you week. didn't need to do that. It would have been so much more fun to ex- see that like just have them appear within the story I know. Just randomly and you wouldn't have expected it. Every
1: week I was writing another story and I'm just like there's no surprises left in this game. There's absolutely no reason for me to play this game. I am I know everything. It's done. Over it.
0: We're done. <laughs> <laughs> done. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, personally, I really enjoyed the trailer. I think you did as well. I
1: did, yeah. I thought I thought that there was a lot of sentimental stuff there. And I I really am looking forward to seeing what else the story has to bring. And um, hopefully at TGS, they said that they're going to reveal more details as far as the story goes. So, also,
0: I mean, I would say, and this is probably going to be a really strange opinion. When it comes to Final Fantasy, gameplay is usually fairly simple like I mean this one's slightly different yeah. because it's more of an action RPG kind yeah. of game but with like uh 13 for example like they detailed some of the gameplay they talked about the concepts behind the gameplay but I wasn't really too bothered about no. it just the same as I wasn't with 12 you know with a gambit system great it's a new concept and stuff. I'm sure it's going to be fine when I play it and check it out I was more concerned about like the story, what's happening and all the other developments that were going on. I wasn't obsessively thinking, I need another gameplay trailer. I need to know more about the gameplay.
1: But I think that's just a testament to us as gamers, really. I mean, like I'm, I'm not that, I'm not that fussed about like sort of gameplay. Other franchises,
0: sure. Like other types of game. Yeah. Like Uncharted, I really want to know like like, like, how it's going to figure out. but... But for
1: these, for these, it's just a bit like, I really, really, really want, like the story and the overall experience to speak together for itself. But I
0: personally don't play an RPG for gameplay. No. That, you know, Not if really. you want that, you'd go somewhere else. But, you know, maybe that's just me. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that we have with um, fifteen, that was quite interesting, actually, um, and I have a lot of respect for this because this is what I kind of used to do when we had the opportunities to, um, to do so. But because they were in Gamescom, um, some of the European, uh, French websites actually got to speak to Tabata and they had a co- kind of collective interview. So it was with, uh, Finland F- Final Fantasy World or Final Fantasy Dream. Um, and they did a very, very fan focused style interview, which I thought was really good because while all the other publications granted are useful, are talking about things like when to release date. Yeah. These guys were like, we really need some clarification about what you're talking about in these active time reports. Because, <laughs> I mean, you're saying the the big point was the airships. Mm. So Tabitha's is saying, oh, yeah, we'd, be, we'd love to put airships as a big focus for us, but, you know, we might not have enough time. And then it's going to come as DLC. And then a lot of people were reading into that and saying, well, how do you not even know... What is happening? And like airships are a big thing within Final Fantasy lore, albeit they haven't really been in games that well since 10. Yeah. But like, you know, there's a, there's a big part of the, how do you not even know if you're going to have time to put them in? And then he was talking about the, the, um, collaboration with Avalanche Studios with Just Cause and how like they've only just started figuring now and they're not really too sure how it's going to work. It was, it was, there was a lot of uncertainty coming around and Mm -hmm. they, and they didn't sugarcoat it. They just directly asked him. And the way that Tavata responded for me was absolutely perfect because not only could you tell he absolutely loves this project, he really, really wants it to work, but he actually explained a lot more. Maybe he didn't think that it needed explaining because he's very open and honest in a lot of the things he says. He's potentially too honest because people kind of jump on things. But I, I thought that the way he handled it was perfect. And I don't know if you want yeah. to read out what he said with um, regards to the lack of focus. He said...
1: Um... Rest assured, we're definitely going to try and avoid making a game that has all sort of disparate elements that don't fit together, with inconsistencies within the story. We will be extremely careful, and I think that that does speak a lot. I mean, like during this whole interview, granted, like I thought, <laughs> I thought that <laughs> as much as I loved, I loved the interview, and I thought that it was great. Um, they were being a bit harsh <laughs> with him, but I mean, I but- I just thought the way that he handled he handled it, and um. His answers, I just felt like he, I could trust him and he just had so much sort of just goodness out it, of it. It was a,
0: th- I mean, obviously I wasn't there, mm. but it was the kind of interview where I could see, yeah, I mean, from our side, the question sounded harsh. Yeah. But the way he answered it was clear, Yeah, concise. I would imagine that when he was there, you know, obviously he jokes around a lot and he smiles a lot. I would imagine at that point he kind of went a bit more serious and was like, I didn't really know people were having these kind of concerns, but if yeah. you are, this is how it's going to be dealt with. Yeah. Like, do not worry at all. Like, we're taking this definitely seriously.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, and I think that's the thing about Tavata. I think that he, he's the first, the first director that I really feel has come around. Like, well, to be fair, it has a lot to do with the fact that, like, we're paying more attention now with, um, social media and stuff, but I just feel like he really does care. And he really cares about the series. I mean, you know...
0: And he's happy to break a few eggs. I think that's the other interesting thing as well. Like, you know, the fact that at Gamescom, he made the executive decision himself that he was (laughs) going to talk about the release date without consulting anybody. And like, you know, in Apex Prime, he was talking about the fact that it got him in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. But he laughs about it. Yeah. And in one of the previous Active Time reports, he was saying about the fact that, you know, there is so much expectation on this game but he's thriving on it. Yeah. And if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. And he's going to have to be the one that deals with that. Yeah. But he's confident in his convictions. And I think it's really, really positive. And sure, he could be just spouting out a crap that doesn't really pan out into anything. But there's been nothing so far that I've seen that suggests that he's steering it in the wrong way.
1: Definitely not. I mean, I think a lot of people are really concerned if only because of um, the Type 0 HD. I think that that, that had unfavorable sort of um elements. response yeah and elements and i feel like people are concerned about that but like it, type zero hd is not the only game that he's did well also i mean done. you have to you have the to original bear in mind was fantastic
0: yeah and that's the thing like, a lot of people are playing type zero hd and they're thinking they're comparing it to numbered series titles which it's not Mm-mm. And they're comparing it to home it console games. He doesn't have as big of a team at all. He did not
1: have as big of a team. It's
0: a PSP game. And mm-hmm. if you can, if you think about it as a PSP game, it's a good PSP game. Yeah, sure. It it's not a 10 out of 10 perfect score game, but it's still like an 8 or 9. It's one of the better PSP style games sold, out like, there. It's
1: like hotcakes. Like, I think it sold better than. What it's, was that? It, it, at the time? it sold
0: more than 10 2. Yeah. Sorry, 13, 13 2. 13 Yeah. It was, it was one of the best selling Japanese games that year. Yeah. And. I mean, it's crazy. People are talking about the fact that the story's limited and the, the fact that they're, they can't play it for long periods. And it's like, well, it's a portable game. That's how it was designed. Like, it's yeah. not supposed to have one of the most intricate stories of all time. And it's supposed to be played in short bursts.
1: But it's also like, you know, well, what, what can we do in order to please you? Cause I mean, like, you know, you say about Final Fantasy 13 as well. And Tabata had no part in that, like, in those development of those characters. And people say that those characters were weak. It's like, you know, just, Give the guy a little bit of slack.
0: He's, I mean, yeah, Square Enix is one of the best, most successful developers on the PSP, mm. and he was primarily the reason for that. He had a role in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, he had a big role in Crisis Core, Yeah, he had a big role in Type-0, yeah, obviously. Yeah, and that's
1: the thing as well, everybody forgets Crisis Core. So many people forget the fact that he was, like, the prime person on Crisis Core, and so many people get, like, so emotional over Crisis Core. There's some people who say that Crisis Core is our favorite game in the entire franchise. And it's just like, you know, he had a part in that. I think that he can... I think that he can do it. And, you know, it's not... it, it As much as it we would have probably wished that it was a Nomura game originally... Like, it was originally a Nomura game. It was Final Fantasy versus 13. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we've, you know had to transition but you know you just gotta keep looking forward
0: you know if we carry on like this lauren all those people that say we're too negative are gonna think that we're too positive
1: i know we're gonna have to we're gonna have to tone down the
0: positivity here i just like we need to counterbalance it out a little bit
1: yeah i mean i like all of them but i just i've i've really liked tabata and i've really liked how he's how he's presented himself and how he's handled things
0: i'll say he's a breath of fresh air Mm. and And a is song yeah and with that, we're going to move on to some non-Final Fantasy 15 news after half an hour. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. um yeah. So we've got a few small things before we go into the questions. First of all, if you haven't checked it out, you should do. But um, a Singaporean developer called PD Design Studio has made a side-scrolling kind of beat-em-up game. A lot of people are comparing it to Streets of Rage, but I yeah. really don't see that comparison.
1: Well, you wouldn't, would you? Because you're a total Streets of Rage, like... It's it's like Lever. a literal
0: side-for-side side scroller.
1: Streets of Rage is like one of Daryl's like old-time favourite games It's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so this
0: thing was called Final Fantasy VII Reimagined um, and the, he, he's basically put together a test concept of the opening bombing mission. So you can play as Cloud Tifa and you can use, I think, fire, ice and lightning magic or thunder, I should say. Um, and you get to fight some of the enemies that you would fight in that area as well as the scorpion boss. Mm. And it's it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and like the style of it is really nice as well. Like the artwork um, style is like really cool and really refreshing. It's it's the first time that I've like really thought about seeing them in a sort of like cartoon form outside of you know their um, oh what was it the Last Order or whatever. Like it's kind of like that kind of style, and it's it's really really neat. And I wouldn't have expected somebody to make a beat 'em up out of a Final Fantasy, but it works almost.
0: Yeah, I mean it's pretty fun. Um I think that you used to be able to play it on the website, but they've taken it down because of the bandwidth consumption. But you should still be able to download the executable and play it locally. Or I think they've got a torrent set up yeah. so that you can grab it from that. But yeah, by all means, go and check it out. Tell us what you think. Um I, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah, um,
1: you managed to make it make it through and how, how long did it, it take? It didn't take too long,
0: maybe like five, ten minutes. It's only yeah. as I said, it's only it's only like a test concept for them. Yeah. I don't know if it's ever gonna develop into anything. It could just be an elaborate marketing marketing ploy for them. Who knows? That's
1: true. I mean hell. Yeah. Worked. Yeah, it did work. And Square Enix hasn't taken them down yet. 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 But now, nah, I think it's I think it's good. I mean, granted they're yeah, they're non profits, so hopefully they're protected. But I think it's a really cool project and I, I really I really think that they've done a, a really good job with it.
0: So I'm going to bash through these quickly before we get onto the questions. One, Type Zero HD is narrowly available on Steam, mm. uh, and apparently it's a good port, unlike the uh, the Final Fantasy 13 series.
1: Just play it with a controller.
0: Yes, do not. It's not designed to play with a keyboard. No. Uh, number two, uh, Final Fantasy VII has been released on the iPhone,
1: but you have to have a really updated iPhone in order to play it. Wait, what,
0: I'm going what, to what? have
1: disclaimers for all iPhone of six. I, I think. 5s i think 5s i'm not entirely sure but i think 5s
0: they've also released the portal app which is like a companion thing where they can push all their other products mm. um and also final fantasy 14 around reborn is now two which yay! is quite crazy
1: i can't believe it's already two years old that's just crazy but yay final fantasy 14
0: on that note we need to give a shout out to alex main who oh has God, been covering yeah. our final fantasy 14 news on the website so hopefully you've been you guys have been enjoying that
1: yeah, yeah, we have a, we've had a few articles by him now for Final Fantasy XIV. Hopefully, Daryl and I will be playing some more Final Fantasy XIV soon. So Hopefully,
0: if we can sort out a lot of problems with accounts oh and stuff. We yeah. won't go into that. That's, no, uh,
1: that's a whole other story yeah. for a whole other time. But anyways, questions.
0: Questions, yes, we have three questions today, all on varying topics. So, hmm. Lauren, fire away.
1: All right, first question is from Agonis... Agonis kira on twitter who asks do you think that there will be another mo- a vocal theme in Final fantasy 15 since there isn't one in lightning returns also how important are vocal themes for you
0: well i mean it depends what you consider a vocal theme because technically somnus does have That's what I vocals think as well. That's but what I the whole thing is that somnus is a very somber piece mm-hmm. if that was the vocal theme it would be kind of down in the dumps a bit a bit of a downer <laughs> um so i mean they might come up with another one it depends uematsu does really good vocal themes and he hasn't really done one for a while but um did a pretty decent one for 13 Mm. honestly i mean lightning returns didn't have one as you pointed out 13 twos were okay they weren't really pushed that much
1: 13s were great for the japanese versions as long as they just
0: i wasn't really too keen on i mean like my hands worked okay but i thought the the japanese Japanese was a little bit better so
1: good be my friend. I love that song.
0: Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think they're important because they hold the game together. I mean, if you think about 8, 9, and 10, they have really prominent vocal themes, and the themes are kind of used throughout the game as a recurring thing. So, I've seen Suteki Duneo's... Is, is kind of a variant of Yunus theme and it's played in some of the, the area themes and melodies of life is played throughout the different core concepts. And Eyes on eight, me has a lot of Eyes on of me as well. There's a the few moments. little variations of that yeah. theme throughout. And I think, I think that theme works quite well in terms of tying the story together and, uh, and having key moments using the similar themes. And I think that it's got to be a good theme though and that's the thing because i think 13 kind of missed that cohesion i seem to remember making these points on gaming music fm when we covered 13 Mm. um but for me yeah it didn't have that consistency and it was the same for 12 as well because obviously they did kiss me goodbye and it had zero relation whatsoever to the rest of the soundtrack and the narrative so and it's another reason why I don't like the fact that they used Leona Lewis, because it had nothing to do with the the rest of the soundtrack. It was just there as a marketing ploy because it sounded okay. It didn't have that same relation. Although,
1: granted, um, Final Fantasy XIII too did have Wish, didn't it?
0: They were like mini vocal themes within, yeah. and thirteen had some as well. Mm. But they weren't the main theme that tied yeah. the whole experience together. Yeah. So for me, that's the second part if the vocal theme is used in that way and it is the fabric behind it. so if somnus for example is there's a maybe there's a more positive version of that being made but if that is the one that is the fabric of the soundtrack and they use that theme for core moments and rearrange it in different ways then that is the perfect way to do it if they just have a throw in theme for the sake of it like they did with 13 and also 132 and also 12 I I really don't see the point.
1: To be fair, if I think about like um, if I think about Yoko Shimamura's other other sort of soundtracks, she doesn't really do it either. Like she doesn't really include it because if you think about it, simple simple and clean is only really used in the beginning. But the were and there,
0: no there are, are orchestral arrangements of them featured in the soundtrack though.
1: Which ones? I can't think of one.
0: I'm pretty sure there Dearly is. Beloved, there's, yeah. there's, Dearly beloved, yeah. Dearly beloved, I'm is sure used that, that there's, a lot. there's variations of simple and clean on the soundtrack.
1: I'm trying to think of one
0: because you've got the Planet B remix thing that was like the main that version, was the opening. But then there's other versions on the soundtrack,
1: and there's just the opening and the closing. And then passion, I don't think was used in anywhere except for the opening. I could be completely wrong. I haven't played a lot of um, Kingdom Hearts in a while, um, but yeah, I don't know. But either way, either way, I, d- I don't, I don't know that she, she, it definitely wasn't as obvious as Nobuo Imatsu's themes were, because you can kind of already sort of tell where that was used. Like Eyes on Me. Um, it's Julia. Yeah, Julia. Um, you can easily hear it. Uh, Melodies of Life was used like a bunch of times. It's in the the freaking world map theme. Do, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like it, you can, you can name a number of times where it's used. Whereas, yeah, I can't really think of another time in Kingdom Hearts games where the main theme was used. But I, I think it's, I, I like the vocal themes. Um, I normally, I normally, those are the, the songs that I listen to the most, to be honest. Um, and like vocal, uh, versions of, um, of songs that are orchestrated. Well, I mean,
0: like you think about Eleven. So mm. that's, that's a very random example, but the main opening theme of Distant Eleven. Worlds they use for distant worlds but it's also present throughout the soundtrack in various Mm. ways like they kind of the the do 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 like it's it's in there in uh, at various other points and it works Mm. because you have that connection like it's it's there's something about that song and when you hear it in its different different interpreted ways it kind of brings out different responses so that you know when you heard eyes on me for the first time in space when they had the scene like you've already got that theme kind of rolling around in your mind because you've been hearing it when julia's playing the piano and i think there's other variations of it that appear at other points but it's it's kind of there already and obviously they do a a very different version for the um the end credits
1: that's my favorite
0: so, I mean, even 10 T 10 T worked quite well. You've got Real Emotion, which was like a kind of cop-out one. But A, yeah, thousand, a thousand Words, words was, was, was really well done, I think. That's mm. one of, that's one of my f- more favorite vocal themes. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, the orchestrated version is the best. Yeah. Like, that's like that. And even the piano version I was listening to the other day, and it's just so pretty. But yeah, I would really like for Valve ASC 15 to have a vocal theme that relates to the other themes within Valve ASC 15. But I am really looking forward to the soundtrack regardless. I think it's Yeah, I mean, it, what we've heard so really far
0: strong... re- sounds really good.
1: Mm, definitely. Um, so, yeah.
0: So this next question is from Noctis Warp on Twitter, who asks, Are you enjoying Triple Triad, and can you share your progress? <laughs> Are you enjoying it, Lauren?
1: I am. I do like it quite a bit. Um, to be honest, I haven't played it that much, just because I've been so busy with other things that I'm doing. But um, Daryl has been playing it quite a bit. I I do, I do quite like it. The only thing, and like Daryl and I have been sort of discussing this a bit, it's really strange how the card system works, if only because, like, it seems like they really chose random games to feature. Because, like, Final Fantasy VII has the least amount of cards that you can gather.
0: Yeah, I'm really... I'm unsure how they've done the cards, because it's a bit strange... Um, I'm not too happy with the five tier, like the tier five cards because, like, it just seems random the way that they've done it. So, for example, like, Final Fantasy VI, I think one of the cards, the tier five cards is the opera scene. I mean, like, that's not even a character. No. And, like, Final Fantasy VII, despite the fact you've got a massive cast, the main, like, the five star cards are Cloud and Cloud. Like,
1: yeah, that's the other thing as well, like all the duplicates like they could have done well I know, I know some of
0: it is because um, they've got the Decidia card, so the decidia oh, well, yeah. the Decidia bank is like the 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 best quote unquote best cards, mm. and I think then in each game has one two,
1: but it just makes it too confusing. It's
0: just a bit straight, and like fourteen has so many cards mm. and eleven has a ton too. But then you've got Type 0, it's got a lot of cards, but most of them are duplicates. So, like, you've got two versions of Machina for yeah, no for reason, reason whatsoever. And, yeah, like, seven has hardly any. I, I'm i not too keen on the cards and also the variations. I think, like, Lightning's the best card as well, I think, from what I've been hearing. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I've i I've got, so far, I've got three five-star cards. I have Shantote, which I'm very proud <laughs> of. Uh, and then I've got uh, one of the Warrior Blights because there's two. And then I've got um, one of the Cecil's. I think there might be another Cecil as well. But the Cecil and Warrior of Light cards are basically exactly the same, so there's no point having them kind of both in your deck, really. Yeah. Um, but I'm... I
1: wonder how similar that is in Final Fantasy XIV then, if it's a similar type of. I thing. haven't really
0: got any Final Fantasy XIV. That cards. might be
1: what. That might be part of the reason why they have so many fourteen cards. To be honest. Why? Because it's adapting from the Final Fantasy XIV triple triad.
0: Maybe no, because it's all it's all character based. I I haven't but really. But they seen... have the
1: cards, don't they?
0: Yeah, but I don't know how you really get them. Maybe you get them from Mog.
1: I'm guessing they might they might update more as. A oh yeah, game. they're going to be
0: adding more cards. I They'll believe. Probably add more, yeah. Um, I yeah. think it's
1: like nice to just have it as a mobile thing, though. It's a really fun puzzle game. I loved it when I was playing. Marvel I Fantasy don't like 8. the fact you
0: need an internet connection to play locally. Mm. Uh, that's another great just in general with Square Enix and oh, yeah. Terra Battle like,
1: Yeah, it's part of the reason why, like, Record Keeper I just kind of went off on because I don't want to have to use up my 4G for the month. I only have a certain amount of bandwidth. I can't use it all up on freaking Record yeah. Keeper. Um, and also, like,
0: I've been playing a lot locally. I really don't want to play online because... Yeah. The whole problem is that if you lose, you lose your card. Yeah, so you and might work so much. it's it's really hard to get the cards locally. It's I why think you I've, are
1: actually a squirrel, Darrells. You have to hibernate. You have to gather all of well, your goods. You've worked you worked really
0: hard. Like I've I've played against Lightning so many times to try and get a flipping Lightning card, <laughs> and Every she time. never has it.
1: Every time I hear a little whimper,
0: and like the problem is that as well, she might have it, and then you lose that time. So then yeah. you've got to wait for the next random opportunity yeah. when she has it. I have heard a lot of people complaining about the fact that, like, you obviously can only, um, you know, get five crystals and you have to wait half an hour for a crystal to yeah. recover. But it's like, you know, it's fine. I mean,
1: it keeps you from playing the game too long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's nice in, in small little bursts. Yeah. You just kind of come back when you've forgotten about it and then yeah. you can do a couple more matches, but you're not just sitting there constantly. Obviously, if you want to, you can pay. But in the meantime, I mean, you like, this.
1: The game's not
0: that, like, it. it expansive enough to really warrant massive amounts of attention
1: no like if you like if you really think about it like if you spent all that money and then also like try to get all the cards it's like what do you do after you yeah nothing
0: just play more online yeah even though the matchmaking I I heard is a bit dodgy I played one match online and and from what I've heard you either draw or you absolutely obliterate the person (laughs) like I, I don't know it's a bit strange um okay either way yes so if you want to get the triple tried you have to download the portal app it's in there and also i don't know if it's still available but final fantasy one was yeah. available for free i checked it out didn't like it because the control sucked <laughs> my opinion uh yeah. i just felt that moving around was really awkward because mm. you've got to use like the it's like sonic the hedgehog on iphone really terrible i just really experience. don't want to play
1: a final fantasy on my phone just, well yeah some people do i know some people do and that's good for you that's good I, for you really i'm, there, I'm not one of those people I'd I, think, rather...
0: I like having a controller.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Right, so this last one is from Philip, Or is that Philippe? I think Philippe? it's Philippe Nord. Philippe Nord on Facebook who asks, Can you give us your thoughts on Final Fantasy X 2.5 and Final Fantasy X will?
0: I'm going to give very brief thoughts because... <laughs> um, I know you've dived a lot more into this. And you're much more <laughs> intense about the Final Fantasy X story than I am. I'm sorry. But, I mean... My thought is that it was completely unnecessary. Yeah, I know. It did not need to exist. No. I know they did it as a brief thing to try and get people more interested in the remaster, but it just seems like such a waste of time. And if... Okay, if they're not going to do a Final Fantasy X Part 3, what was the point?
1: I I don't know if it was to gather interest, to be honest. I don't know if it was to sort of generate an interest in Final Fantasy x well, the like, There are a lot of people who are still talking about it.
0: But you've got the novellas that came up with the Final Fantasy XIII franchise. Mm. You've got the prequel to Final Fantasy XIII. You've got the the kind of in-between between thirteen and XIII 13 They make sense. They join the games up. This one has no purpose other than to expand a storyline that didn't need to be expanded. I mean, in a way, like ten two didn't really need to happen. Like I was perfectly content with the story being isolated. Yeah. And then they added on that stupid Titus coming back ending, oh, which my just God. was pointless.
1: I know. I ha- I did have a massive conversation with somebody about that. Um. Because yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm of the opinion I. I thought it was better that Titus didn't come back. Or it didn't T- need
0: didn't. to come back. I
1: thought that he should have. I thought that yuna's character was a lot stronger with him gone
0: yeah i mean like that's the whole thing isn't it okay so she's trying to find the sphere with titus but i mean really throughout the game that becomes a complete backstory yeah it's it's the driving force between the start of the game but by the end of it she's completely forgotten about it
1: yeah because like most of the time it's it's because shuyun looks so much like titus that she just keeps thinking about titus so you just think it's like a, just a generator. And then when a, she
0: realizes that she is actually a massive D bag.
1: Yeah. The only time where you like see Titus really like, um, throughout the story or whatever is when, um, he leads her out of the, uh, abyss of the far plane when she falls in. So she falls in at one point and then she, um, is like alone in the darkness and then she hears, uh, Titus whistle. Um, you have to press X like a few times or whatever. Um, and, uh, then he leads her out and and she's happy about it. But I yeah, but regardless of that, they do exist, sadly. Um, but <laughs> but uh, I I mean, it does kind of read like bad fan fiction to be honest. But I still kind of like it. Like I still kind of want to see how things end. I Well, that's I the problem. I mean, like
0: The fact that the whole thing sins back and say, well, you basically told us in two games that that's not possible. But
1: to be fair, what the freaking Faith did in Final Fantasy X-2 would make the Far Plane extremely unstable. I mean, granted, the Far Plane was already unstable in Final Fantasy X-2. That's why it was closed off for most of the game. I think it's a really interesting take because now it means that I think... I mean, what I'm sort of working at with the fan fiction, and I won't, I I don't really want to give the whole thing away, but like, I feel like it means that they will have to disconnect themselves from the far plane completely. So they'll have to say goodbye to bringing back, um, souls and everything. They'll have to completely close off the far plane, which also means that Titus is gone once and for all. And he does say in the, um, I think it is in Will, where he says like we had one year together and it was like wonderful or whatever so that leads me to believe that there is an end point and that this is the year the beginning of the year that ends all of it um
0: i just didn't like the way that it worked with like it with these kind of it sounds really really lame but it's it was too the relationship became too real
1: the mm -hmm. fact that
0: you're talking about like Titus and Yuna breaking up and like all this yeah. stuff. It's like,
1: I don't want to. It was really emotional. I don't
0: really want to think about that. Then and then you've got again. like Fipin, the new characters who've got this really weird dynamic I of like, know. It, they're strange.
1: I know. Yeah. Chiwami really gets on my nerves. Um, Kurgum is re- d- really bizarre because there's one point where he's just like, Oh my God, I, I don't know if I can travel with you anymore because I'm in love with Yuna. And Chiwami's just kind of like, Um, I'm not in love with you. So that doesn't really matter, but okay. But I think that's just because they're, like, teenagers, aren't they? Teenagers are just really, like... But we don't know
0: anything about these characters, so it's just pointless. They're in their own world, It's pointless exposition, because we don't know anything about them. They've just suddenly come into it. The only thing
1: that we do know is that Chuami is apparently Arun's daughter. Which I think I kind of... I don't know. Because the whole thing was, was that before Arun became a... Before Arn became a guardian, he was running away from being married to a priestess. So he might have impregnated somebody along the line. He might have been. I at... just
0: think it's strange again because, like, yeah. why introduce all these characters? Why ask all these questions if it's not going to be developed into something?
1: Just because it's fun.
0: But it wasn't fun.
1: <laughs> not for you. But I mean, like, like for talking me, about the
0: fact that Titus gets his like head blown off, and like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, weird. what is going on? I think, it just, and how he's depressed that he keeps being brought back after being killed and all this stuff. Yeah. it's like, what? For
1: me, I just think it's interesting. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I, it sort of inspired me to sort of revisit Trauma Fantasy X because it means that the story, there's a potential that the story is not over. But, but it's
0: just again, just goes back to the right. So they. Final Fantasy X, Sin can't come back because you've yeah. destroyed the cycle. Final Fantasy X 2, Sin is not back. After some period of time, there's nothing going on. But... Sin's now back. Okay, so then they kill Sin again? But they
1: don't know that. Like, that's the thing. Even though they kill Sin and they kill Yevon in Final Fantasy X, they don't actually... They still have to send Sin, don't they? Because Yuna has to do the final, the final final sending, and you see, you see Sin disappear. So technically... Sin is still there, it's just that he's on the far plane and nobody's
0: messed up enough. Isn't it, isn't enough it like someone's summoning him. him back?
1: Someone summons him back, yeah. Someone summons him. And it that was the whole bit- thing in Will, because everybody's just like, well, if Sin's back, I wonder who summoned him. And I actually bet that it might be Seymour. And it might be Seymour, like, trying to F crap up again. I just, Which it's I think just it would be such an a- awesome another um but it's just anime. it's just dumb. I know it's pointless I know but that's just because like I, I just like fan fiction man I just I just really like theories
0: also and... the voice acting the,
1: yeah the voice John acting. DiMaggio
0: <laughs> bless him he like, forgot how, how to
1: do the waka voice he yeah. forgot because yeah it's really high pitch compared to regular waka but um I don't know, I, I, I see it as a as a chance for Yuna to redeem herself, but that's the other thing as well that I get kind of annoyed with, it was the fact that, like, um, Yuna is now in um, Yevin again, but the thing is, is that, like, Waka kind of explains it really nicely, where he's just like, you know, it's just people who, they believe in the teachings, they believe in the teachings that say, you know, be yeah, a good person. it's not a cult anymore. They believe in the teachings saying, like, don't, don't be a crap person, but like, yeah, all the other stuff. But anyways, that that's that's all will. So that's all will. Two point five, however, which I'm guessing means like last mission. I'm guessing that's what that's referring to. Final Fantasy Ten Two Last Mission. I don't think so. No, because I don't think the the novel wasn't called Will or two two point five.
0: No, I think it was. was it? Yeah. Let me see. It's got like a weird name to it. I can't fully really remember the name, but it's it was called uh, Final Fantasy Ten Part Two. Oh, uh, okay. Five.
1: Yeah, that that must have been it then. Price of eternity.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is why they're talking about that. That's when it's all mm. like the tide getting blown up, and the fact that he's like doesn't he yeah. hates his life now <laughs> and all this stuff like because he's just fed up mm. because he lives forever. Yeah. And every single time he dies, he can just be brought. Back. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's <laughs> it's just so annoying because they. I mean, if they are planning to do a, a ten-part three, mm. I mean, come on, they've really missed the boat there. Yeah. Maybe they were using this remaster as a, like a test bed to see how many people were actually going to pick Najima it up. Najima just
1: wanted to be sort of like, let's let's throw it all in the pot. Let's just someone do it.
0: Did say when when we were kind of ragging on Najima a bit for writing this. Someone in the comments did say that um, it's actually his revenge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's his revenge for what? I
0: what was it? The revenge? Um, don't ask me that. I don't. I can't remember what the comment was now. <laughs>
1: nojima's revenge i will make crappy fan fiction for you all to suffer i do i yeah i mean i just like the possibilities of it and i also kind of want to fix it i think i think it's like a part of me that i just kind of want to fix the story and and make it all better so that it it satisfies me um but whether or not i actually do i actually do go through with it i've tried it once before and then I've just sort of started over because I've... Um... Oh, that was it. Okay. He
0: did. He, he's trolling because he didn't ever want Titus to come back. <laughs> so now they've made him come oh, back in ten two. That He's just like, right, well, let's just well, let's go to just town with it.
1: Blow his head up then.
0: And that was from CCLP.
1: Mm. But... I do agree. I do agree with that, though. I don't think that Titus should have come back. I think that it would have been a lot stronger if he had stayed. if he had stayed away. But somebody... Somebody did make the point that that's the whole idea of the game, and yeah.
0: Okay, well, that's our opinions on that. Um, yeah, yay! So we, I'm a bit. More we love it, really. Mistake, um,
1: Daryl is not. Daryl's not open-minded. Daryl is Hermione in this situation. You're just so close-minded, and yeah.
0: I think it's dumb. Yeah. Okay,
1: I'm over.
0: So, music. This episode is from a YouTuber called Josiah McDaniel. Um, and he does these kind of one of like, it's a smooth groove kind of thing, but he plays all the different instruments around and it's like a really, I really like, I stumbled across uh, upon it a couple of days ago and I thought it was really cool. So, um, this is actually an arrangement of terrorist theme. Um, but we'll, hopefully put a link it's around really somewhere cool. so that you can check it out
1: yeah i mean like the fact that it has lyrics but it's also like some people who do these kind of covers like they'll just sort of sing over the orchestrated track and that's fine and if it's like really good lyrics it's fine but this guy like really rearranges all yeah of it. so
0: it's like uh you get the drums bass guitar it's, so it's, it's, really, it's really guitar based and it's there's a bit of really sometimes good. a bit of piano in there too but um yeah it's just um him kind of playing all the instruments um next episode is coming out on the 29th of september
1: after the fan event
0: and also after tgs so mm. which is when the next Aptic time report is and yep. he said he's going to be doing more stuff then i can't remember, fully remember what he said mm. um, but they're going to be talking about some of the more development progress they've been working on um i guess yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um so if you want to check out that then please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. If you just search for Final Fantasy, we are the number one podcast. Number one. And also check out YouTube, which is forward slash FF Union Vids. And mm. of course you can check out everything else on finalfantyunion.com. And if you want to support us you can do so at patreon.com forward slash FFKH Union. And with that, we will see you next time.
1: Bye, guys.
0: I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FunOfFancyUnion production.